Hello, Interving and Stephanie. Hi. How's it going? Hopefully going well. I'm excited. I feel like I can't, like I don't want to move and like knock something over or push the wrong button. <laughs> I'm in both hemispheres of my brain. My yeah, and also like just the cross hemisphere, corpus callosum aspect right now. Um, Interving, we have an exciting episode. And not just that the topic's exciting, but more about our setup. I think we are going to be giving the potato episode a run for its money tonight. Um, in that we, today's episode is going to be focusing on, as we've mentioned in the last episode, I think even once or twice before, just discussing different fragrance commercials. Um, and some of the, and that we, Seth and I put together a, playlist on youtube uh, so not all of them were like on the formal youtube channel for that brand but we we're able to find them on like fan sites or something fan channels so this episode we are going to be going through this playlist Stephanie and i we're going to share the place playlist with you and Terabang to look at maybe if you want to watch if you're driving don't watch it um but if you're in a safe place to watch you can uh, we'll also be sure to just like really clearly state and list out like the title and the brand and the fragrance name in case the video. We do our best to describe what's going on for those of you who, uh, yeah. fellow commuters who cannot, who cannot look at things. So, and we'll also be emphasizing the music choices in, in the commercials. So to accomplish all of this, because, uh, <laughs> I am screen sharing with Stephanie the videos so we can be watching them together and be synchronized uh, but people, we don't want to be recording my screen sharing even though we're sharing sound to avoid copyright so we each of us has two different devices right now we have two parallel simultaneous streams of communication one is dedicated to <laughs> listening and hearing and viewing the videos and the second is to listen and speak into the episode recording. So right now, Stephanie and I have are holding are two devices, but we also have two different hearing headsets on for each ear. So it's quite a scene. <laughs> I couldn't find my earbuds, which would fit nicely under like a pair of headphones. Uh-huh. So I'm double headphoning it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks, frankly, quite ridiculous because these headphones are like of two different right colors. Yeah. And, and so, and they're crossing over each other like an X. So I look like an insane astronaut helmet minus the actual helmet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So yeah. I hope you appreciate <laughs> this episode yeah. in Terabang for all the effort that we've gone in through to, to, to help make this and one work recording and i'm making sure okay if i pressing pause make sure it's on the right device <laughs> otherwise might have to like have your your fingers set on like both buttons on yeah. both devices exactly exactly okay so i know stephanie asked me how i was doing i'm doing well i'm excited about this i think somebody's on our list i'm more excited about our setup a little bit of how this is going to go on. And I'm excited for how Interabang is going to experience this episode. Hopefully you'll be, you'll be interested. Uh, how are you doing? Stephanie? I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about this episode. Michelle has, has had a long standing relationship with perfumes and, and like the smells that come from them and like 
the whole like how how the thing is directed like the actors involved the actual perfumes like i am uncultured swine compared to her and well, she's she's like able to tell me about like hot middle bass notes and like explain to me to me it's just like it smells nice it smells gross you know we talked about like candles and stuff before and we Can- yes around. yeah and, and i i was like our favorite sense of things we have- i've I, I have graduated slightly from old people soap and not old people soap um but that's you know my my vocabulary is still quite limited regarding the centerina yeah I think I think this will be a fun one for all of us. I think so. I really like the reason why I really like fragrance commercials is because fragrances on their own they have like no utility. Like there's no use for it. It's not like a car commercial where yeah maybe they're trying you know they're really trying to sell an idea or a concept of this brand. But at the end of the day, this is a car you can drive around and stuff and has a function. But fragrances it. Like, it's not like it is, doesn't clean you like soap does or something. It's just a scent in a little bottle. And oftentimes it's a small amount of the, of the liquid of the perfumer cologne. And then it's like, it's very expensive depending on the brand. And they might talk about how the ingredients are sourced and all, but it is so much about the only way they can get you to buy the product is if they convince you of this idea, this concept that the product embodies and so I just think it's a very kind of a funny idea it's a little silly and how we're you know because we're very focused on like scents and smells and things and and self-image and wanting to be nice and look luxurious in a way so I think I'm just tickled by this idea of like there's no use to this at the same time you're like I want it and I think what we'll also do in Terabang is we'll 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 view the commercial ad and we'll talk a little bit maybe if we know any trivia or aspects about the making of but we'll also kind of try to guess a little bit of like what we think it should smell like based on the ad and then we'll read the actual olfactory notes and be like oh that's interesting mm. but interesting. I feel okay. like I feel like uh, most of them are uh, perfumes for, for women uh, but we do go for some colognes. But I think I'm anticipating by this episode, we're going to be like, wow, it's very redundant in what's is, is there a reason why, like, the perfume ones are the ones that you think are the ones that you're mentioning as opposed to, like, an equal balance of either? Or I'm not trying to be picky. I'm just curious. my own bias, I think, of what okay. I've seen in magazines or different campaigns. Sure. I do not know which is more profitable. Um, cause I, granted, you know, in Terabang, I do preface this, and as I've mentioned before, um, I have not had much exposure in the realms of perfume and cologne. From the colognes I've smelled, I feel like they, they, they're more similar than the perfumes, and perfumes, they, they seem to be a wider variety. Um, but maybe again, uncultured swine here. I would imagine perfumes are more profitable that women buy more. Just more in general. Yeah. Like I guess the 
perfume market. Maybe that's also why like the ads are going to be skewed in that way. Okay, like just the consumerism. Yeah, this is the report from like Consumer Reports. I just looked it up. It said from 2017, women in the U.S. are 35% more likely than men to, you know, wear perfume each day. I do take the budget version, and I do have a array of lotions <laughs> that I may draw from, um, depending on the day, and sometimes combine a couple of the lotions together, mm. but in like a very light, tiny, tiny dab, just so it's not overwhelming for their coworkers. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I know now there's like sensitivity around that, so because some people do react. Maybe I'll just do it at night when nobody else is around. <laughs> That's what I sometimes do. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, hope you're doing well in Terrebane. Hopefully you'll like this kind of interactive episode. We're going to get started. Uh, we kind of have a little bit of order to this uh, somewhat. But, again, these are things. Stephanie's picked out one section of our list, and I've kind of put down the others. But I know Stephanie has recognized a few of them herself. So, we will just get started. But we're going to kick off with the Dior campaign for their perfume J'adore which, which means I love in French um, and we're going to start go through kind of the different video campaigns that the actress Charlize Theron starred in because that to me is one of my earliest like wow moments like these are really cool I really like this and it's kind of wild and it's just a perfume ad so what year did you this, say? this uh, I don't remember when the actual campaign started, but this commercial came out in 2011. Okay, okay. And I know the song is kind of fun. I think the both of these are both of these. There's two. There were two in 2011. They're both directed by Jean-Jacques Bonnard. He usually does like music videos, I believe. Um, and I I like how direct and simple this ad is it's 30 seconds um and i think people may have seen it it's very bold and um i like the sound editing is really nice so let's just play it first mm. just play it solid through um i guess we can but just for the segment for everybody we can keep talking stephanie talk so sure just quiet so here it is that's fine i think there's stephanie now so we've got Charlie's there on walking down. So she's catwalking on this like beautiful French chateau, like Versailles by herself. She's taking off her earrings, throwing down her necklace, jewelry, and her bracelets, and then the fastest disrobement in the entire history of mankind and womankind. And then it kind of zooms out into this bottle of the Dior perfume. Ending with with her silhouettes there. So I like this commercial because she's catwalking and she's looking right down the line, that right down the lens of the camera. She's looking at you, the audience viewer. So you're like, what is she doing? And you kind of realize she's not coming for you. She's just for herself. Like it looks like she's just finished a fun, fabulous party in this beautiful French chateau, nice ball gown thing. But she's not going to the bedroom to her partner. She's like just enjoying herself. We're going to kind of a different, a little bit of a plot twist. But it's like the timing. I mean, she's really eager for her bath. Like she's just like, I gotta, 
I gotta get ready, and then I just I can go and soak in the bath now. It's a nice <laughs> contradiction because the song is a Marvin Gaye song. It's called Funky Space Reincarnation. Oh, it has cool. A funky like guitar bass in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, contrasting with her beautiful ball gown and this beautiful like everything kind of is like a gold. super elegant, you know, like she's everything has, and the color hue is like darker evening light, golden hour gold some silver it looks like she's mm-hmm. very bronzed her skin is very bronzed and i i like at the end how it shows the bottle and the very end it's cheeky no pun intended of her like actually naked silhouette walking away it kind of matches that of the bottle that pun is totally intended but okay yes <laughs> and i just wanted to like the clicking of her heels and like as stuffy like she's like she's so it's kind of fun to see her like throw away like what looks like a very expensive diamond necklace like this means nothing to me whatever mm-hmm. like keeping it very like tight and like putting it carefully and, onto like a yeah. jewelry box like not what you'd expect but maybe she is like that ultra rich or whatever like does mm-hmm. not care about the possessions bath time here we come rubber decky yeah yeah so i think the music like, having that like groovy uh groove music in the background helps yeah Okay, let's do the next one in 2011, which blew my mind. I think it was one of the first. I know now. Is this I mean, is this part of the same like campaign? You know how like year to year or like month or a yeah, couple so months they the same, have. This is like the second one that came out later that year. I think same director. Okay. But nowadays, I know with deep fakes and AI, we're very much accustomed to this. Um, but at the time, I was mind blown. What do you mean accustomed to the next commercial, the second commercially? Yeah. Okay. So we're pressing play now. So she's rushing backstage. She's so like in some Grace kind of red Kelly carpet meeting. Like oh. Some old, Marilyn Monroe is in, and then she hands Marilyn Monroe a bottle of perfume. And then she catches and goes on to the runway. Like she's like, she's like really to the fashion show. She oh, so out. is it, is it like she's handing off that bottom bottle of perfume to Marilyn Monroe? Or it's, yeah, I always thought yeah. it was kind of like, the two of them, like, it was just trying to show how Dior transcends their time, not necessarily. A little bit, but you can see, like, met each other. Are, like, pointing towards, like, can you hand me that? Oh, uh, okay. And it actually, if you listen closely, she says Dior. Some clever editing shots, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, also the Grace Kelly thing was awesome, because, like, this is not Grace Kelly showing her. Oh, it's, like, blonde person and then facing Charlize her in Sapir. Like that's an actual shot of Grace Kelly. Okay, okay. The famous actress. And I think there's some, like, that's supposed to, I've got her, I think there's famous actress that's kind of photoshopped in. Okay, so there's a couple of different, like, photoshopping um, yeah, so it was like an editing opportunities here. Old Hollywood starlets who were famous for wearing, like, perfumes and, and glamour and things. Oh, okay. Uh, that is nice. It, it was just cool because it, it just looks so seamless in editing in, in mm-hmm. post. And this is 2011, so that had Especially for 2011 to make that look, yeah. like, smooth and not chunky. Um, you gotta have those really clean shots. And it has the same thing where she's, like, rushing. She still looks blamed because she's, like, running, kind of, like, not gracefully. Not but, like, per- she's purposeful. It's not like she's kind of lounging around. And she's, like, running late to be in this fashion show. But then she comes out and on the runway in this gorgeous, another kind of gorgeous, like, um, barely there gold dress 
and mm-hmm. rocks it at like just effortless. Mm-hmm. Just like she's still kind of pushing a little bit like the the standard of stuff. Do you know? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And then the song is like a pop rock song, "Heavy Cross" by Gossip. So I feel like I really pronounce like guitar riff sound in the background to kind of keep the pacing. Is this Jador perfume? Is it like um, a classic perfume that they've had for like decades and decades, or is this a yeah. relatively yeah. new Maybe product when they? Yeah. So has that bottle shape always been that like style? Not that exact style, no, but it is okay. somewhat similar. Okay. It's like a teardrop with a tiny uh, sphere in the top of the teardrop. Mm-hmm. In gold. Interesting. Obviously. In gold, yeah, yeah. Which is common here, yeah. Interesting. So I thought that was neat. This next one in 2014 is my favorite. Again, Jador, a couple years ago. Oh, later. I think you've shown me this one before. So I think we talked about, I do... One of my hobbies, you know, Stephanie does um, knitting and, and things, and I do circus arts on the side. And this was really cool because this is right when I started doing. Films. I was gonna say like this is this what like inspire like helped no. inspire I, you like Cirque du Soleil and this one. Cirque du Soleil did. I started doing aerial video before this came out. Oh, like, okay. Oh wow. So we'll play it. Um, Another, I think this looks like. Oh, I think we talked about this like when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Hair's offers looks like the vein bound, like this beautiful gold aerial fabric comes down. And it's like in the Palace of Versailles with like all the chandeliers coming down, you know, turned on in the mirrored hall. Oh, is it? Okay. But then she's climbing up. I mean, obviously kind of fake because she's not like using much. Is this Florence in the machine in the background? No. Um, and then she pops out. Looks like she's looking in Dubai or something. Yeah, she's looking into like some like really modern, bright, very modern sunset city. with like a bunch of skyscrapers all around her. Yeah. Um, to the it's, tune it's, of some like haunting siren, amazing song upbeat song. London grammar. So. Ah, yes, that would make sense. Baby, the singer is, has a very haunting voice like that. Um, I think of of the of all three, I think that is my favorite one. It just looks so classy and aspirational. Like she's literally climbing up. Um, yeah. But she she's able I to know. like I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Well, she's always on the moves too. <laughs> you know, she's always doing something. She's always got something somewhere to go, somewhere to be. You know, <laughs> that's Charlize for you. And then she does this awesome, like, knuckle crack, but it looks very classy. But she's straight up just cracking her knuckles before she's about to climb this tissue crazy ladder. tall thing with 50 feet like, in the air. The silk. Like, she just, yeah. She does this quick warm up move. And then she's got Did she kick off her shoes? Okay, yeah, she heel, like. She's got this gorgeous pearl necklace on that she's like, this is weighing me down. There's, I like, eight layers to this pearl necklace. She, like, tears it off. Yeah. And then they clatter to the floor, and then she's able to, like, get the top of the through this uh, window the, portal. Just for the view of the city. Just for the view of the city. I don't know where she's walking as she's, like, saying the Jador, you know, like, she's going towards the camera, but it looks like the floor is about to, like, 
end. Because yeah, like <laughs> it's the end of the rooftop, and it's, like, curving down, and I'm, like, worried she's going to fall. But knowing Charlize, she'd probably, like, use her dress as, like, a parachute she and, like, somehow land on her feet. Right there, then she'll soar down. She, she would literally land on her feet, yeah. Like, no, no, no butter side down for her. No. Not at all. <laughs> I'm now appreciating how she's always on the move in these videos. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good the theme. Last, except the most recent one, I believe. So we have two is more. It? 2016 and okay. 2018 are left. So, the next one, this one's a little different for me. It's a different, um, different director. So far, I don't know what the smells are. We can keep talking about it later. Yeah. Okay, so there's some, like, time-lapse of, like, the nighttime. It's, like, raining. And then the sun emerges. And, like, there's wind in her hair. Yeah. And now she's, like, running across some incredibly shallow water. Maybe, like, salt flats, I guess, somewhere? I don't know. Like, this water's an inch high. But she's... Um, bathing herself in it. At least her shoes are flat. Shoes are flat, and she's got a shorter dress on. She ditched, she's got some gladiator sandals on. There's a tiny, like, cloud swirling above her, and then she says, J'adore, we are gold. And then she's just kind of like, she's not running towards the sun anymore, but she's kind of like sauntering. But she was running for a little bit there. She was running, I think, towards the rain. And she's or like, actually narrating. She always narrates a little bit in these two. I like the drum beat music or whatever is behind in the background. So she's running in the water here for a little bit, and then she goes in the water. I'm not entirely sure where she's running towards, though, or where she's walking towards. But, but you're right, she is on the move. She's self-directed. There's a swirly cloud. I like the gladiator sandals. Yeah, it's functional. She always ends with "We are gold." I mean, that's that's probably like Dior mandated that. Yeah, the song is "I Love You" by Woodkid. I know. I think you've done. Ah, yes. What Run Boy Run is another solid song from Woodkid. That's where like the drums are. Yes. Yeah. So I like that one. It's a different one. It's very like naturey. Like she's not in an urban setting. Yeah, she 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 isn't necessarily dressed like a million bucks this time. She's she's dressed um, efficiently, I suppose. Yeah. We'll hit the last one here. I think this is roughly twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, is she like the the ambassador for? Yeah, Dior? she's the spokesperson for this. Okay. This is a t- uh, flashing lights by Kanye West, so definitely a switch. So they're in some kind of like bathhouse, in like like imagine like a Roman bathhouse, I guess. And everyone's kind of like supine, or just chilling. No one's moving. She's like in a tub or a pool. It's definitely not a tub, and she's kind of like, uh, I don't know, slowly walking. Towards from one end to the other, and like basking towards in the, camera, the water, again, towards... and then getting out of the pool, and heading towards like a set of half-open doors, and now she's got her squad, and they're all in like semi-sheer gold 
glittery dresses, and now they're walking out the door. She says, J'adore. That's it. That one, I guess it's, like, taking it at a more leisurely pace than, like, the first three. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know the last one to tie together, but this might just ruin it for everybody. But it's, it's not my favorite. Of um, uh, the, the king in 300 when he uh, goes <laughs> okay. to the desert and goes to the cave and okay. emerges. Uh, what's his name? Um, emerges as a new man. Yeah, it's the it's in the movie. Um, I'm on his name. What is the name? The God King. Xerxes. Oh. Xerxes. Played by, played by Rodrigo Santoro, who will be mentioned later in this episode, by the way. Ooh, um, interesting. Yeah, like the, it, the, it just, the origin of Xerxes in those films um, show him, like, walking to the desert, and then he goes to this, like, bathhouse cave thing and goes into a pool of water and then emerges out, like, all gold and godlike. Mm. So, so I always kind of, like, link those two. Um... So yeah, I always like those ads a lot. I actually bought it. Um, because of these ads? So the marketing the was successful? Uh, it worked on me. It worked on me. I do like but, it though. But, but when, did you buy it like from the get-go or did you buy it like in the middle of... A few years ago. A few years okay. ago. Okay. Okay. Like, Let's do it. I committed to, so I, I admit I became, whatever I, I was sold by these ads, yes. Okay, there we go. I like that um, you you, phys- you actually bought into the idea. This I bought great. into the idea. Um, sense, sense here. So it is floral. Um, no, 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 no. I got to guess. I got to guess. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It smells like a winner. <laughs> gold. I don't know. I, gold doesn't have a smell. It's like amber. It's like a, it's exactly. like a rock. Like what? What? I don't know, like, there's so many different tones I got from those five commercials. The first three, you know, it's like Hollywood. I don't know what Hollywood smells like because I ain't Hollywood. Um, and then the, the fourth one was like, she's in a desert and it's raining. So, I don't know, petrichor? And then the last one, she's just emerging from a bath. And I feel like that, to me, sometimes can be overwhelming. But she didn't use any soap. So, it's just the water. So, I don't know. Sweaty water? So, actually, you said petrichor. <laughs> I'm smelling it on my wrist now. I just sprayed it. It definitely does smell like petrichor. I think the commercials are on because it's not, like, insanely floral. It has a little bit of lang lang and rose along with some jasmine. Um, mm. But it has other stuff that make it not so floral-y. That when you said petrichor, like the smell of, like, rain. Dust after rain, yeah. Dust after rain. It kind of does have that. Not, like, metallic-y, but makes it more... It kind of... Like this could be a cologne, I feel, if it was marketed. So it's it, it it could be unisex, is what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. um, it is more. It I kind of like those. Mm-hmm. But it could be unisex. I kind of like those because I think sometimes if it's more feminine, more masculine, like it, it's just too much. Like the 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 intensity is, it's unbalanced. But I think I like like the more neutral smells. So I thought that kind of makes sense. Like, the music is kind of unisex, you know, like, uh-huh. different genres, and, like, she's obviously, like, she seems very feminine, but she's also kind of, like, carefree. And yeah. that, and the ads, so it kind of makes sense, because it's not, like, a very direct, like, floral fragrance. 
Yeah. Um, so. And I found it interesting that, like, the, in some of the, perhaps the later commercials that we'll see, um, it's geared towards a very, like, heterosexual, like, base, cause, you know, it's, you know, I guess conservative America or whatever, like, it's just, you know, man to woman or woman to man. It's not, like, woman to woman or any, any other group or category. But this one is just, she's very standalone. Like, she, there are people around her. Um, but the people around her don't necessarily play into, like, who's attractive. Does that make, I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. I do want to be mindful of time, also. Cause I know we're, like, what? half an hour. I do want to be mindful of time to move to the next one. I'm, oh, I'm yes. Okay. Um, but great analysis. So the next two are kind of water themed. And we just mentioned Petrichor, but these are all like the ad, I'm sorry, the ads are water themed. Um, so we're starting with Gucci by Gucci Sport. It stars the actor James Franco. This is, I think, like 2010 or 2009, I believe, or something. Um, we'll just play it. Uh, it's, the song is a cover of Slave to Love. Uh, the cover is in by Rosen Murphy. I fell in love with this song after this commercial. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just play it here. To get James Franco falling off a boat. But uh, slow motion. There's some random pictures of chairs, seats. And he's sitting by the side of the pool and reading a book now. And there's some slow-mo, some raindrops falling out of his head. There's him emerging out of a pool with a wet t-shirt. And he's laughing and smiling on the next shot. It kind of cuts between slow motion shots of him. Regular pace shots, and then like zoom in of details of inanimate objects like furniture, plants. It's also all black and white. And then there's like a zoom in of a sculpture near his pool. And then the Gucci perfume cologne bottle like emerges from the water the or gets water. tossed into the water. I'm not entirely sure. And then he's like glaring his like James Dean glance, I guess. And there's well, a lady next to him. Model who could be his partner. Or, and he's uh, still re-emerging from the pool. Man, he just really loves to emerge from the pool. <laughs> That's what I'm finding. He's also wearing a black v-neck cotton t-shirt, is what it looks like. Yeah. It's working for him. But if anyone else did that, he'd be like, why do you have a shirt on the pool? I mean, I still am like that. And then there's water that's just kind of washing over this bottle. So those are kind of like the short and long version of the ads like kind of combined in this. I'm guessing that the smell of this is chlorine because there's a pool. I'm thinking chlorine (laughs) and like that, um, it's like, was it like fresh laundry smell? With the, with the white robe he's got on? So we're both Um, talking chemicals. This this smells like, from what I'm, from what I'm hearing, it smells like detergent plus Chlorine. Really, yeah, really sharp. Really sharp. Like I'm not sensing like pink sands by Yankee Candles. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I'm not hearing like sandy beach, ocean, nothing. I'm just hearing chlorine yeah. and laundry detergent. He's in this high end. Maybe fabric softener. Luxury house mansion swimming pool. Looks like in Los Angeles. Probably Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills somewhere. I don't know if that statue is giving off a smell. What's that? No, it's Marble? Clean. It's very clean and white. It's very sterile. 
sterile is the word as well I would like to put with this. Mm, I don't like the that connotation for perfume. I went to get some hand soap earlier today, and there was a variety of smells. There's like mango and coconut, like citrus, pumpkin spice, apple, and then there's one that just like antimicrobial as the scent, and I smelled it, and it sure does smell like a hospital. So Ooh. hopefully not that. <laughs> I mean, it it does what it says, you know, like, I'm not going to dispute that, but it was, like, bright orange, and that was, like, interesting. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so I hope it doesn't smell like that, because that was powerful. I don't have this. I've never smelled it. I also get curious when fragrances say, like, Gucci Sport, like, because usually when you buy, like, deodorant, it says Sport, it means it's, like, a little bit heavier duty for, like, sweating, but I don't know how (laughs) I think Gucci Sport versus Gucci, so it's Gucci by Gucci. It's Gucci Sport by Gucci. Tongue twister. Um, Woody Aromatic. It was launched in 2010, so I think this was the launch of it. I think it was 2010 was when the ad came out. The top notes of it are cypress, mandarin orange, and grapefruit. So that's what okay. they kind of smelled coming together. The okay. middle notes are fig, juniper berries, and cardamom. So there's a little bit of that kick with you. Kind of heavier, yeah. Heavier. And then, like, the ending, like, the base part, where you, like, really smell at the end, are vetiver, which I don't know what that is, patchouli, and amber, which is, like, a musk. So I don't know if I'm getting, like, the chlorine aspect from this, but... Vetiver is a plant used to make medicine. Um, It's used to, like, help with nerve and circulation, probably stomach pain. And it's kind of, like, closely related to, like, lemongrass, citronella, palmarosa, so, like, other fragrant grasses. Mm. And Google says it smells kind of dry, earthy, woody, leathery, and smoky. I kind of like vetiver. It's it's a nuanced one. I feel like sometimes you can overdo it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel be... like the juniper and cypress might be a bit much for me. <laughs> yeah. I'd also, I don't know if it's uh, matching... The... No, I it was I, I was expecting some kind of like chlorine sunbaked smell, but none of these are sunbaked. So anyway, alas, but good song. I will give you that. I love the song. Uh, we have going back to Dior. Okay, Joy. When did um, this one get released? This was about five or six years ago. Okay, so is Charlize Theron, Theron? I don't know how to say her last name. Is her... She's for Jador. She's for a specific scent. Oh, okay, so she's, she's not, not the face for... of the whole Dior. Okay. No, it's just a specific scent, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so Jennifer Lawrence stars in this one. Um, and, yeah, so it opens up. It's during the day as well. It's color. She's in another like cool looking pool in the city, but it's very clearly in like a, on the top of a like a rooftop, rooftop building. Floor. It's one of those um like pools that it's not quite like an infinity pool, but like it does open out to like New York City, but like far away from it, so you're not like in the middle of everything. Yeah. Um, the song is playing uh, the Rolling Stones. She's a rainbow. Okay. So she's also in a, in a kind of a sheer looking strapless white dress. Maybe tool material. She's got some like really tall 
Choose. She's diving into the pool. Slow motion. She's turn. She's emerged from the pool. Turns around, and smiles. Now she's um, wow. basking in the sunlight, eating a peach. Somehow her and red lip has stayed on perfectly through this. Somehow there's like two, or three jellyfish in the pool that she's like trying to play catch with. I like the oh, shot of her like underwater and her dress is kind of swirling about her. That's a quite nice effect. And then she's like emerging from the pool. Oh, she spits water at the camera. That's cool. Uh, hygiene. And then she's getting sprayed by some sprinklers. She's like staring at the stars still in the pool, not wrinkly in the slightest. Oh, this and is, is she walking on top of the pool? I'm very confused. Yeah. It was on the ledge. It was on the ledge. No. Oh, okay. She's walking towards the pool. She just loves the pool. Again, she had a full pool day. I'm uh, sensing that this is gonna smell like chlorine as well, but probably a bit lighter, like starrier, um, maybe a bit like white. I'm thinking white flowers, although there's not a you know lick of nature in this. I'm sensing Uh, rose because looking at the bottle, it's like the liquid looks like it's pink. Whether it's the actual liquid or the bottle's colored pink. The liquid looks like it's it's not like a hot pink, it's kinda like a light, um delicate pink. Yeah, so I'm thinking some rose. I don't know, man. Probably I'm jasmine. This. I guess jasmine is pretty common in perfumes. I hope it's not like overpowering, but that's just a personal choice. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's like But it is called joy, so I, I, I have hopes that it's like quite light and not too heady. But again, I don't have this in front of me, so I don't know. I've never smelled this one. Um Go on, what does what does good old Google's olfactory notes say? The website says dazzling light of citrus blends with the colorful shine of rose and jasmine. Heightened by sandalwood with vanilla. But it doesn't sound too bad. So the vanilla. But you gotta have the right balance. I hope it's not too heavy in one direction or another, yeah. I think I was expecting the ad to be a bit more like joyful. It says joy, and I wasn't. She looked happy. She was smiling a lot, Michelle. But joy to me is like more exuberant and vibrant. But maybe. Well, Jennifer Lawrence has been through a lot. You know, um, I don't know if she's had, like, I don't know how much she can smile anymore. She was also in a movie called Joy around this time, I think. That, that would help too. Did the, is this a new perfume or has Dior had this, this Joy line, um, since? Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was a collaboration between the movie studios and, um, and Dior. I don't think so. I don't know, um, but I know that like these PR places, they like to scheme. They probably, I think, if at all, they would maybe push back the release of this perfume ad to coincide better or something. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Interesting. Why can't we have cool. smell-o-vision? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that both the up and down sides of smell-o-vision. Yeah. So our next kind of portion, we're going to be switching gears a little bit. We went from cool. This is what my one serious contribution. We're kind of going to shift gears towards colognes. 
Well, yours aren't yours not a clone as a perfume, is it? But these are more where the stars my, of the campaigns are are male. My one. Well, I thought the Gucci Sport was supposed to be a cologne. The, the James one, Franco like, one. Very, the ads were very pool focused. That's why I gotta put them together. Okay. Just, my my one actual like non joking contribution. Yeah, which is a is good one. I forgot about this one. So this is, um, the clone is called Armani Code by Giorgio Armani. Um, it stars the actor Chris Pine. I'm not sure where this came out. Probably six or seven years ago. Probably. Um, so, Chris Pine, those baby blues, I smelled, man. I've smelled this one before. I don't have it. I've smelled it. Does it smell like you think Chris Pine would smell? No, it smells like this commercial though. I think this commercial does a good job. Okay. So I'll play it. Strong bass tones. I recognize it's from Dissolvestine right away. Uh, Chris Pine is walking into. A, a room with a lot of people and a big speaker is so probably a nightclub maybe. Vibrating, yeah. Um, he's making contact, eye contact with like a lot of women who are in the middle of doing things, and they're very and, uh, they can smell him from across the room. This one lady who's had his back to him, she turns and then balloons burst, and then they're drawn together. Um, the balloon, <laughs> not the balloons, the man and the woman, <laughs> and then the light bulb blows out. Um, and then they're getting close together. Chris Pine's eye crinkles happen because he's laughing. And then it, it cuts to the Armani bottle. Which is a tall, more cylindrical looking black, has a black cap on it. And the bottle's not clear. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like it's got an ombre like shade uh, thing from like lighter blue from on the top and then like a darker navy blue at the bottom. Yeah. So it's interesting. So it's like I think it's the first opaque one we've seen in this list. Is it opaque? I can't. I couldn't really tell if it was just like the outside coloring of the bottle was like you know yeah. slightly clear on the top, and then like it goes to like a darker okay. blue. Yeah, I, I looked it. Yeah. Okay. So, well, it's trying to be somewhat more masculine by looking more like not clear. I think. Um. I imagine like a heavier smell. Musk is involved, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I have no words. <laughs> so top notes are it's woody as well, but bergamot. A lot of bergamot. Yeah. Here. Yes. Middle notes are iris, sage, forest, and aldehydes. So it's pretty strong. Wait, what aldehydes? Yeah, it's just like aldehydes. So it's kind of like that alcohol smell. Aldehydes, this is a huge family categories, Michelle. It's not very the specific. Notes are tonka bean and cedar, so it has like like a bitterness to it. I do, I do like tonka bean and cedar. Yeah, it, I, I kind of like this one. It is pretty masculine. It is pretty strong. Okay. But I think the ad. But not overpowering, is it? Because you would like, smell it across the room. Do you, you just need a on. tiny dab. Okay. A tiny dab. Yeah, if you put a lot on, you'll, you'll have that crisp pine effect. Maybe not in the same way, but be like, what is that? I'm slightly disappointed they didn't put pine, but I think that might ruin the fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, pine would be kind of icky. Um, yeah. but can you imagine if Chris Pine were to wear a pine? I feel like he would, um, 
it might be a little like he he seems like a pretty humble humble fella, you know. Um, so I feel like for him to wear a pine on top of that would be a little bit a bit much. Mm. So maybe, maybe it's probably better off without the pine. um yeah i like i really like the dj does not design so i i like his pistol music the most but yeah i think i think it was well put together pretty simple he walks into a room catches everyone there's little cuts to like cinematic moments of like catchy music he's magnetizing eyes are magnetizing the bottle's magnetizing but he's going for one woman at the end of the row and they connect and then they kind of get close. It's kind of a cute, playful moment. They start kind of giggling, laughing at each other. That's just you know, kind of like that light. It's a pretty quick joke. You know, like yeah. one moment they're staring at each other from far away. Next thing they're close together. Next thing, giggles. Yeah, yeah. So here we go with one of the I think very famous, very very famous Cohen ones. We're going towards the. Dolce & Gabbana's Light Blue. Um, so I believe this this cologne was released in 2001, but the the famous um, this ad campaign came out in like the late 2000s, and this video Robert watch is from 2013. So it stars I don't know if he still is the top paid male model, but David Gandy. Um, He's like. He was like on all the magazine covers or something at some point. Like, yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't go, walk anywhere without seeing this guy. Yeah, um, I think they have they have one for men and for women, like the two versions of light blue. So mm-hmm. that's why in these ads it shows both. Kind of Wait, you're saying that there's two versions of ads or two versions of this like smell? Oh, the smell. That's confusing. Could they call one light blue and dark blue? I don't think so. Maybe it is. But um, okay, I'm not the. I'm clearly not marketing material. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, this is it. Um, these are kind of these are famous directed by the famous fashion photographer Mario Tosino. Ah. And um, it's pretty short. Um, I'll cut to it here for us to play. I think the song the song playing in the background is a very like Italian opera. It's Palarmi the More Mario. It's like a yeah, I'm not familiar with like older Italian class like traditional Italian music, but it's nice. So there's David Gandhi looking down. I guess he's like on some place. Shows yeah, a picture little, of his briefs. Inflatable boat in the daytime, looks like out on the ocean somewhere. Him and a lovely lady um, looking at each other with the music playing in the background. Um, he's diving into the water, doing some very sloppy freestyle over to her. She, uh, oh, he's like resurfacing. He's helping her up as well. They snog. Um, very passionate. The director calls cut. Yeah, he calls cut right and starts to... Start to get a little spicy. Yeah, get a little spicy, removing her her swimsuit top. They're both in these, like, really thin, skimpy, all-white swimsuits. Him in a speedo, her in a small bikini, and it looks like it's off the southern coast of Italy somewhere, I think. And... It's like a random concrete platform in the middle of this, like, 
No, it's not really an island. It's like it's a couple of rocks. Yeah. But they're like, you know, bigger than human rocks. So you see, a, so these two bottles here, Stephanie, one is like the men and women. Oh, okay. So that's kind of confusing unless it says like femme and homme or whatever the I think it does. Italian equivalent is. Yeah. Um, but one one looks like a, a thing of deodorant and the other one looks like some small lotion, like hotel lotion. Pearl color. <laughs> I'm not be- doing a good job of being descriptive, um, but they don't look as elegant as, say, the J'adore bottle does. Like, it's not as, like, there's not many contours going on. It does look a bit more... They look simple, functional. Like, is this moisturizer? That's your question? Of, like, no, the like shape? That's what it looks like to me, yeah. Like, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. lotion or something, or... Um, but I think I like it. Yeah, these commercial series are always like them, and they're always like. I think the female lead changes sometimes. Um, it's a, but it's always him. And it's like I guess like a couple on their honeymoon. There's vacationing, all lovely and. Okay. Summer Time summer. to guess the smell. I think it smells like sun and water. <laughs> It's not chlorine, you know, they're in the middle of the Adriatic Sea or, you know, the Mediterranean or something. I'm going to say Jasmine. I'm, I think Jasmine's the safest but guess. But this is not fair because you've you've had access to the websites. And I smelled this one. Oh, okay. That's 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 fine. Um, I'm thinking like in a free sample or something. So did you smell both the male and female versions of this then? No, just the female one. Okay, so Jasmine for sure in there. Um, it was a little. It was pretty citrusy. I remember it was pretty. I don't know if it was like like it's a light, like it's a bright kind of smell. Okay, this one did taste. Not taste. Sorry, this one did smell. (laughs) (laughs) Not the way you're supposed to consume these things. Busted. This one did (laughs) smell the most like watery, like water. Thing, I felt like. Okay. I felt like a light blue. How can you smell water? I'm not very good at smelling well, water, Michelle. Like Explain to me. We're talking about the chlorine bit. Like, it smells like kind of chlorinated a little bit. Not of like all the ones, and this one is the one where they shoot in, like, the sea. Yeah. And that's disappointing. I mean, yeah. perfumiers, please, do do better. Or marketing, do, do your research. So, for the I have this for the, the fragrance is typically so it's slightly deviates between the male and the female version, but top notes are Sicilian lemon, mm. okay, apple, okay. apple. That that is interesting. Cedar and bellflower. I don't know what a bellflower smells like. I don't know either, but I like this one. The middle notes are bamboo. That's a like nice, that's refreshing so one. More we haven't heard that in a while. Woody smell. Jasmine mm-hmm. and white rose. Those are pretty common at this point. I'm I don't know the smell of a white rose versus a red rose versus any other kind of rose. Same. Base notes are cedar, musk, and amber. So I think that's what makes it kind of unisex. This is this is which one? The man or the woman bottle? The women's one. I think the men okay. are slight deviation from that. So, yeah. The lemon one and the bamboo. I thought the lemon and the bamboo were kind of cool. The Sicilian lemon, that, that's, that's very good. Yeah. 
Ah, okay. So, Stephanie, please introduce this next Yes, 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 yes. The next couple were, um, I, I sent them to Michelle kind of as a joke, but now I'm realizing less than, like, they are jokes, but I kind of, <laughs> I like how they play off of the whole trope of, uh, you know, like, how perfume commercials take themselves so seriously, and, um, like, it's, it's, it's the one direction, lads, you know, um. <laughs> and in terms of, if you don't remember, Stephanie was one of her tops, the one direction. Yes. Um, and so, the lads, like, they know that they kind of had a quick rise to fame with their X Factor days and, and everything else afterwards. And they got a bunch of brand deals and, you know, like, I'm sure they're trying to market to the, the teeny bopper consumers. Um, and so, you know, they have to make the stuff affordable. And as a result, um, the, the stuff is going to be relatively cheap and so probably not as high quality products <laughs> as the others. But, um, kind of like, like lined up ready to go and see the, their image. Yeah. So, so their ads are not sophisticated by any means, I think. <laughs> it's a guaranteed profit because they have such a big fan base. Yeah, you know, it's a guaranteed profit. You know, like, who, no matter what they put out as a commercial, people are just going to go buy. So they can put out, like, not high quality content. And let's be honest here, I don't know how much input they even had to these commercials because at the time they're under contract with, like, Sam and Cal and all the, you know, um, studio recording people. So I don't know how much like freedom they've got in like the creative aspect. Um, how far but, into their career was this released? Um, um, can you, what, what year is this one? Do you know? Can you scroll down? Oh yeah. It was on like 10 years ago. 10 years so ago. Okay. The beginning. 2013. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think when One Direction came together. I think that was like 2010. We did their anniversary episode. Um, yeah, they started like 2010 in X Factor. So this is pretty fresh because I think they were on like their second or third album or something at that point. So this is still when they're very much like got the manicured look. Not manicured, that's not too right. But they've, they've got their stylists like kind of making them all look good together, not just good individually. Um, so this advert we can we can start playing um the music starts with like a raindrops on roses and niall is like dancing amongst flowers uh louis is like spinning in a chair that's like one of those egg chairs and they're smelling things harry's smelling some flowers um liam's smelling some fruit and zane's like blowing some other flowers and there's, like, a windmill that Harry's, like, I don't know how to describe. But the sense of the commercial is that it just gets progressively more ridiculous as it's, like, playing on um, different tropes, I guess, of, of commercial making. And they just get up to their, you know, laddish hijinks. And, like, you know, Tamir, Louis grapefruit chair he's spitting a giant grapefruit that turns out it's like on some other spitting device machine that he's not actually spitting on his finger so yeah it's kind of like fun lighthearted. Yeah. um yeah what did you think my bottle as well. yeah can you go back to the bottle and just see the bottle again? I look I like, do you see quite register the crown on it 
Yeah, like I said, they're marketing to like the teeny boppers, so they're trying to, you know, like <laughs> deal with what sells. Yeah. So it's it's like a. I don't know what the juicy couture bottle looks like, but it's kind of like big, robust. With like a crown, pink panther jewel on top. So what do you think this smells like? Uh, they had pictures of flowers. They had grapefruit, flower, uh, and they had berries. Lots of vanilla. 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 Okay. Berries and vanilla. This is the R moment fragrance ad from 2010 or 2013. Sorry. Um, and so according to Google, it says top notes are forest fruits, red currant, and pink grapefruit. Middle oh, yeah, notes are. Frangipani, frangipani, like the almond thing. Uh, freesia and jasmine, which I guess freesia is that white flower. Yeah. No, that's jasmine. I don't know. Um, base notes are musk, patchouli, and woodsy notes. So it's generally oh. categorized as floral, fruity fragrance for women. No vanilla. Yeah. Got me. Um. But. I don't know how this actually smells, because I've never smelled any of these. There's no nuts. Oh, the frangipani? Yes. Frangipani? I don't know. Um, Yeah, I guess. I don't know how light it is versus, like, if it's overpowering. Maybe the overpowering is, like, if you're putting too much. I think it's nice. It's, like, not... Yeah, I think the the way they're advertising it is very light, playful, relaxed. So it's like it makes it more casual, which is smart. Cause it's like, yeah, you don't have to wear this if you're going to like a fancy event because you're 12. Like you can wear this whenever. Like to school even, to school you know, and it's not too obtrusive to like your daily life. Like they're all dressed very casually. They're in like t-shirts and like just like their regular everyday wear. It looks like and exactly, yeah. And Stephanie said they're kind of showing us the video progressed like showing like more behind the scenes like the laddish nature of these guys yeah they're just yeah. kicking back and up to their usual hijinks so i think that was the key thing it's it's a casual perfume where it's not like oh this is fancy for adults only or something right yeah cute yeah early like days flower in the bottle yeah so the next video on our playlist is a short film you want to describe it's... it we won't, we won't play it if you want to just Pocket. It's kind of long. We we can I guess generally start it. So what happens? I forgot what year. This might have been around the same time, and the perfume is called That Moment, and it's it's a spoof off of the Mario Testino vibe. Oh, it's a year later. Where, um, yeah. Okay. So it's 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 got this like fragrance photographer and his assistant who helps like kind of induce the reactions of like the models who are showing off the perfume in this case it's the one direction lads and so this photographer is trying to like coax all these different faces and expressions from the lads but like his requests are getting progressively more and more ridiculous but you know and he's taking all these shots that don't necessarily even show their face like they you know like he may say look over there and uh, he takes a photo of them, but the photo is like of his own arm, because <laughs> he's not even looking at the at the at the camera lens down the camera lens. Um, but he's just trying to capture, you know, quote unquote, that moment. Um, and eventually, he does capture like the ultimate photo. But 
you know, he's trying to coax the candidness, the loosening up from these like very stilted boys, I guess, at the beginning, because um, they're so used to posing and all that. So I thought it was kind of funny. Michelle does not necessarily share the same. <laughs> I thought I appreciate it. It was humorous, objective, and I think yeah, I I wasn't connecting with this group when it was kind of coming out. I remember, but I didn't catch the bug. I, I think I like I like the spoofs. That's the thing. Like I I yeah. get the original jokes, you know. I, I, was, I get the originals, and then I kind of like the spinoffs um, from of the jokes that they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, spinning off of like the the whole pretension of yeah yeah, exactly yeah so what do you think that based on my description (laughs) um what do you think this smells like oh wait this is our moment this is a this is that moment yeah so 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 first we had our moment and i think they had a song called moments maybe that that's kind of like how they figure out the name. And then now this photographer is trying to capture that moment. So there's our moment, that moment. Um, those are all the moments that they have. Um, <laughs> but what do you think that moment smells like and how does it differ from oh, our right. moment? <laughs> so um, according to our olfactory notes thing on Google, it says top notes are green apple and pink grapefruit, so we still have the grapefruit in common. Middle notes are jasmine and violet. Again, keeping that jasmine in there. Um, I'm not entirely sure what violet smells like, but okay. And base notes are musk and woody notes, so very similar to the other one, just minus the patchouli. So this one, yeah, I think this one may even smell like heavier. I don't know, because like the first one had forest fruits and red currant so i don't know and it's also shaped quite um similarly except instead of the pink crown it's like a you know big jemmy sort of diamond clear crown but the bottle is still like a pink grenade oh i see yeah um oh i see yeah yeah. So it's 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 still a pretty I think large bottle. Like, you know, usually most fancier perfume bottles are smaller, more delicate. This one's kinda like an apple, the size of an apple, I think. So Yeah, that's that's pretty that moment. Yeah, I I thought two that was more, funny. Two more One Direction things here. We are already yes. an hour's time for this episode. Uh-huh. I'm trying to keep things up here. Loving the conversation though. So this one is um I think it's set up to be like a Mission Impossible spoof. There's a drone that's dropping in this perfume bottle that looks like a piece of sharded glass. And um, now there's a bank vault and it's sealing that perfume in and there's like lasers that are making sure no one crosses the floor. However, the ceiling is being cut open and some guy is descending from the ceiling. We get closer and we see that it's Liam Payne and then the other four lads are coming in with their balaclavas. They're taking off their balaclavas for no reason at all because now this is going to enable skin follicles and hair to drop off and now they're up to their hijinks messing with each other trying to fight over who's picking up the bottle 
which doesn't make sense because they're supposed to be part of a team, but now they're spinning and totally forgotten the objective of taking the bottle. But then finally Liam does swoop in and take the bottle, but now they can't get it back up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a ridiculous thing, but that was called You and I, I guess, based on their song You and I. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you what it was smell like based on that commercial. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like it, the 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 bank vault or whatever looked very white, a little bit futuristic, but like sterile, you know, like no no smell emanating from there unless that bottle was leaking. Um, but according to Google, our favorite friend. Uh, it says, bright splashes of mango and refreshing grapefruit are combined with the heart of creamy osmanthus, exotic orchid, and soft peony. Um, and so it says, background notes of musk, indulgent praline, and sandalwood blend to wrap the fragrance in smooth, seamless harmony. So. Significantly different, but yeah, I don't know what that would be like exactly, but definitely different. Yeah, they've still got the so great. It, they've they've still got grapefruit as their like top note, floral like stuff in their middle notes, and then like woody stuff in their base notes. And the packaging is a pink color with like a pink thing on top, and the top part is changing shape. So let's see. It's still like pen. It's like a there's a top pentagon and a bottom pentagon. Um, the bottom pentagon looks a bit stretched, so it's not like a regular pentagon, and the top one is even more stretched. So they're all kind of similar to the light pink. Yeah. That's three. Three fragrances. So That's far. three. And then the last one, <laughs> we got one more, <laughs> is called Between Us. And this one, um, the four lads, they come in separately from separate doors. Harry is the first to come in. He's explored a mountain, and he's picked some mountain freesia from the highest mountain. And then he drops it into like a vase. And then Liam comes in flip flopping from like with a wetsuit and flippers. And he has retrieved, um, oh, he's still flip flopping. He has retrieved some amber from the deepest of oceans. And it cuts to him like in a fake ocean set where it's like glowing, which again, I don't know how a rock like amber smells, but okay. And then we cut to an astronaut emerging from the third door, and it is uh, Louis, and he's somehow gotten an apricot from space, but then it cuts to him in, like, a supermarket, I guess, in space, um, and he says it's organic and also drops it in this, like, vase tube thing. And then Niall comes in and brings an, umbra- uh, an onion, and then... Um, they give him, they give him, uh, you know, a tough time for bringing an onion to make him perfume. But then a single tear drops from his face, and uh, it cuts to the, <laughs> it cuts to the bottle that says "Between Us," and it's kind of a light peachy pink. Yeah, the same kind of yeah, but it looks like a much smaller bottle. It doesn't have like a fancier top part. More that just a simple, clear cap. Mm-hmm. So what does this does this actually smell of those things? Um, I I don't see any notes of uh, Niall's tears, um, but it says that top notes are nutmeg, apricot, and mandarin orange. 
middle notes are jasmine, gardenia, and freesia. So again, with the jasmine and freesia. And um, base notes are Indonesian patchouli leaf, uh, Madagascar van vanilla, and amber. So, so can you tell me where the tears would come in? Because that's a lot of tears from Nile. That's just the liquid and then to dilute it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They've amplified his, his tears. <laughs> so, uh, that was a cute one. Yeah, so so it definitely is like riffing off of you know like we we've gone the highest of mountains we've got, we've retrieved it from like the only French fields of whatever you know so um yeah, and this one came out in 2015 and this one there's only four of them you know like because they had already Zane had already split so uh, yeah so this is called the Betweenus fragrance which it's kind of cute I like it yeah. No, thank you for sharing the little little uh, <laughs> about One Direction, but no, yeah. that's important. That is a big part of the market, though. Of like, because we the others have been, what do I say, like, it's been like celebrities, but they've been like spokesmen for brands. This is like for One Direction as a band itself. It's not like. I wonder, like, how's I wonder how they got um a perfume group together to help them with that like how how like what the behind yeah, the scenes selection process that, like, is Paris Hilton or Britney Spears has something like that's quite common yeah um, I just I just all, I just I mean, don't know like the business the, behind the, it the, the label just put spread some with stuff mm -hmm. all right but yeah so that's my contribution last group here um I know we're over at the hour mark um so we're gonna end with some these are all perfumes. Um, we're going to start with a nice short. I think these are more. Um, well, if you want to miss it, but they're more cinematic, I guess. They're like kind of how the One Direction has like a story. We're back in the serious category. Yeah. So this first one is Coco Mademoiselle. It's featuring Kira Knightley. Um, the perfume was launched in 2001, but this ad campaign was filmed. Um, I believe in 12 years ago, 2011. So it's playing, it's a man's world. It's kind of a jazzy undertone. It shows Keira Knightley, she wakes up in a very nice bed by herself. Very cushy pillows. And the first thing she does, when she's sleeping in the nude, is spritz herself with her Coco Mademoiselle perfume. Take yourself out in the mirror. She's in Paris in an awesome beige jumpsuit. I was going to say her outfit is, like, amazing. She's on this, not quite a Vets, Vespa, but, like, a matching beige motorcycle. Cruising. Cafe cruise, cafe racer, I think. Yeah, cruising, cruising on the streets of Paris. She pulls up to a red light, and then she becomes surrounded by men in suits on their own little motorbikes surrounding her. So it's like... She can, she's aware of their presence. It's just, she's the only but she's person. not looking in either direction. She's just going for it. Yeah. The light turns green. She speeds off as they look after her. She's hopping, doing some stunt driving, going over staircases and whatnot. Passes a giant advert of herself. She arrives at a photo shoot in the undisclosed Paris apartment. Converted. There's a handsome guy who claps and calls everyone to get together, the get to business. Photographer, it seems, yeah. 
he looks like he's very excited to see her. Her first. Somehow time. she's had her back to the door that apparently she's knocked, but she turns around and. The set matches her actual bedroom exactly, which I always thought was interesting in this ad. That's kind of hilarious. She's getting ready. And as Puts on her makeup. Her, they're making love eyes at each other. So He's pulling the curtains, making it all dark, and set, turns on his like studio lighting. So it's kind of cool. She's getting photographed in the outfit she arrived in. Like Her own personal wardrobe is good enough to be an ad campaign. He's, photo- he's photographing her, juicing her hair. The poor designers who, like, prepared the dresses and everything for her, useless. So she's fallen back onto her bed. The photographer is staring at her. Um, she's unzipping her tracksuit or whatever. And, and everyone's leaving. Because he wants to have a private moment. And he starts to undo her all suede jumpsuits. Like oh, I didn't realize it's suede. Oh man! If he can remove, he removes her boots. She said, "That's back. actually a pretty good design to like have the zipper for the legs." She's slowly, she's facing away from him and seductively taking her top. The three-quarter pose. And he's still photographing her. Having her. She's like up. making love eyes at the camera. I love. It. We get some close-up of eyeballs, and then he's leaning down, and she's stopping him from kissing her. She tells him to go lock the door, so he's thinking it's about to get more intense. He locks the door, turns around, but she's gone. Uh-oh, and the curtain is, like, wafting, and then she's getting back on her bike. She looks up. He's dressed again. He's like, oh, no. And then she puts the bottle back in her suit and just drives away. The ultimate tease. Similar shade of pink as the One Direction shades with a similar, like... But it's a slimmer top lid, I think. The other one was kind of, like, big and huge. So kind of just this, like, flirty nature, single, can't-be-tied-down lady. I'm expecting floral notes. Not too citrusy. Um, maybe some vanilla. We haven't had vanilla, really. Yeah. So, top notes are orange, mandarin orange, bergamot, and orange blossom. I was very wrong with the orange. (laughs) Middle notes are rose, jasmine, mimosa, and lang lang. Again, wrong with the citrus. Base notes are patchouli, white musk, vanilla, the same thing with the vetiver, bean, like the coffee one that was in um, yeah. the Armani Code, and it's something called a poponex, which sounds like a medication. I think but, vanilla and tonka bean like go well together, Yes, I think. I would I would venture to say, yeah. So the jasmine, vanilla, a lot of orange, and it was orange. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, the, for the beige to not give... Lend me to think that there was any orange involved at all. Definitely like a daytime perfume, I guess. It's all orangey. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at this. I wasn't really clear on the ad, uh, to be honest. It's kind of flirtatious. All I got was, like, she's a cool cat that you want to hang out with. But you can't quite pin her down. No, because she does what she wants. 
the Coco Mademoiselle, which is like an, an unmarried woman, right, in French, so. Oh, not Mademoiselle Coco. I guess a little uh, younger demographic, maybe? I don't know. All right, so next we have, I think I'm a similar acting in my opinion, Miss Dior. Mademoiselle, Coco Mademoiselle, I think Chanel, and then we have Miss Dior by Dior. Okay. And this is when Natalie Portman kind of came on um, to the campaign. This is a, this is an older an older perfume, um, but um, yeah, this was I think in 2016 she came on and she's in the, the advert. Okay. Yeah. Stephanie knows the song. Do I? Oh yes. So a the lovely, song lovely is song. "Chandelier" by Sia. And it shows Natalie Portman kind of walking down by herself. Looks very much LA with palm trees and a sunset and a nice summer floral dress. So hints there with flowers in the background. Mm-hmm. Got sunglasses on. It's sunny. It's warm weather. She's, She's like having some oh, argument. Oh. She jumps off a pier in a different location. Um, she's running through her house. She's now running on a beach. She looks happy. She's like peeking out of things and seems happy. With her male partner, maybe they're fighting or like if they have a maybe vivacious relationship, whether it's good or bad. And then it cuts to her being by herself, like having fun in the ocean and running around. Now she's in Paris. Happy, alternating between happy and pushing away her partner. She's in a pink convertible, taking some hugs. Now there's pink smoke coming from the pink convertible. Uh, seems to be twirling in the beach. She's doing donuts with her girlfriend. Writing love in the sand. And it's asking the camera and you, what would you do for love? And then there's a, it looks kind of like an ink bottle. That yeah. perfume bottle. With a little bow on it, yeah. Um, it's like a very short squat bottle. There are people not bottle. really liking this because it's kind of confusing what the message was because they're not sure if she's in that toxic relationship with the person oh. or yeah, if she's not communicating and she kind of just runs away from her problems or something and it says, what would you do for love? And the message, I think, was a little unclear. Um, definitely, she seems like a pretty energetic person. But it just seems tiring. <laughs> Very tiring. Definitely seems summery and floral for me. I'm trying to think of like um, smells that would be conf- conflicting because I feel like that's the message oh, I'm getting little from bit, little, little the perfume. Sugar, sugar and spice. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure with the, like everything nice. Like I think it's because you got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So maybe it's like I don't know, like some. So we haven't had cinnamon. Go ahead. Um, floral, it's described as a floral bouquet, floral freshness. Okay. So it's got a lot of rose, velvety rose. Okay. And elements of musk, the touch of vanilla and tonga beans, sandalwood, and other flowers like lily of the valley and peony. So it's it's definitely like a very feminine smell, I think, with all the floralness and like the warmth of that vanilla and tonga bean. Um, and sandalwood. Interesting. Okay. I felt that those were, like, those previous two, Coco Mademoiselle and Miss Dora, like, very, like, kind of conflicted, like, the modern woman of, like, whatever that means, and, like, 
hard to hard to pin down. Hard to read. What was the conflicting element? Sorry. Like the character. That's like the image of the protagonist in those two commercials. Oh yes, I thought I was like I thought you were trying to match it to the, the sense. I don't know, like, all the elements that you said in the perfume itself, they don't seem like they're conflicting, so they seem fine. No, but it's not, like, overly sweet, I guess. There are, like, some musk and deeper tones for the... Yeah, but they, they, I think they harmonize well with the others. Okay, three laps here. We're doing good. Alright. This next one's one of my favorite. Again, I bought into it. You have it. I have it. Oh, amazing. This is, um, it's another perfume. Giorgio Armani. So we've done, uh, we did the, kind of the, the Giorgio. Or Armani Code. There we go. Armani Code. Chris Pine. Dazzling Eyes. Um, so we have the more masculine form. So the feminine form is the aqua. Is this around the same year? Did you no, much older. This was 2011. Okay. This so, this model also has stunning eyes. Stunning eyes, great acting. I think she was like eighteen or nineteen when she did. The model is the Canadian model Emily DiDonato. Mm-hmm. Um, really jumpstarted her career. The song is "Arrival of the Birds" by Cinematic Orchestra. It's how I, think I fell in love with this band in 2011, 20, yeah, and then that's how I discovered to build a home and other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's shot in Australia or New Zealand, the Pacific Islands. I think Australia or New Zealand. Okay. Um, and oh, something was like But yeah. Oh, Arrival of the Birds. You might recognize it was the song that played at the end of the movie Theory of Everything about Steve. I was gonna say I think we've definitely played that one before. Yeah. So um, I'll play it. A nice helicopter so, over a misty rainforest with the dewiness showing it on her skin with the raindrops falling on her skin as she's walking through the rainforest in dim lighting. She's eating a flower? Yeah, she's caressing it against her lips. Okay. She is like uh, somewhat scantily clad. She's enjoying the rain. Um... And then there's like waves crashing on some rocks. She's skipping through the forest. There's more close-ups of water on plants, more crashing waves. She's skipping to the beach. To the shore. (laughs) The sun's coming out now. She's skipping through the waves, enjoying the waves, and smiling, some dazzling smile next to a rock. And it cuts to the bottle. Another take on joy, because joy is joy. Um, between that joy and the Jennifer Lawrence joy, I kind of like this one because there's more nature. More nature, and, and I think it's her frolicking in the waves and stuff. And like, but Jennifer there. Lawrence was also frolicking. Like, I don't want to do disservice to Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I want to give the ba- you know, both both a fighting chance. But I, I'm trying to analyze like why I like this one slightly better. I don't, I don't know. Do you know? 
I like the music. I feel like it's more relaxing. More I think the music helps. Yeah. Um, um I like I that it doesn't the, feel as the concrete Jennifer Lawrence's was like stark. Well, stark, yeah. Yeah. Um, this one she felt she looked more at ease. Yeah. You know, like Jennifer Lawrence looked like she was putting it on for the camera or the view or like 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 whoever was watching her in the you know like uh on that concrete rooftop you know in in this the storyline of this commercial right um this one she looked like uh this and also her wardrobe and makeup like obviously it's more natural looking she's wearing a lot of makeup it just looked more quote-unquote natural the jennifer oh the 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 model in this armani commercial Mm -hmm. emily okay yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, so, uh, in terms of how it smells, um, I want to think of like <laughs> uncreatively forest and and sea. Okay. <laughs> so a little bit of salt. She had the flower on her lips. Remember she said. Oh yeah, she flower. ate the flower. Yes. Okay. So we'll give a little bit of freesia or orchid or whatever that flower is. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's still like a light but natural smell. I don't think too much citrus. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, cedar or sandalwood, maybe. I just sprayed it on my wrist. Some jasmine. I think I'm getting that lemon again. Oh my god. Who was who was the lemon one? Is that the light? Granted, Sicilian lemon was Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so just to recap, so the Armonico, the male one, was the bergamot, very heavy with bergamot, iris, mm-hmm. sage, aldehydes, tonka bean, and cedar. So that has cedar. This one, I don't know if this is a direct complement of Armonico, but it is perfume. It represents the joy of the Mediterranean Sea. We have jasmine, zesty lemon, so there's lemon. Woody, woody cedar. So it has cedar, lemon, jasmine. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. I can get behind that. Yeah, I wonder I though, I'm, I'm allergic to cedar because I had an incident where I was making a lot of, um, things involving cedar back in college. Michelle, you know this because I gave you one of these things. Um, and as a result, uh, my body has now turned itself allergic to cedar because I spent so long like toiling over this. Um, and so when I smell like actual cedar, like blowing in the breeze outdoors, my sinuses get inflamed. But I wonder if that um, happens with like the essential oils too. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I haven't been brave enough yeah, to I try. I know a few people allergic to cedar and mesquite as well. Oh yeah. Like barbecue stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right. So to try right. and meet the hour and a half mark, at least. Um, we have these last two. Um, Labor of love, maybe. my dear. <laughs> yes. So these are both about the fragrance, the perfume, Chanel number no. five. And I just wanted to end with these. I think especially the last one is, is quite famous. So the second to last one, it is um, it's titled. Trained <gasps> it is Wings. her. Okay. So it's like, you know, Night Train, and it stars the actress Audrey Tateau. Um, Who played Coco Marvel. Chanel, right? She played Coco Chanel, yes. In, the in like, biopic. the movie, what's it called? The biopic? Yeah. Yeah. Was it called Coco Chanel? 
Is this called Coco? Yeah, something like that. Coco. I, I remember watching it. Okay, cool. The Male, played by Travis Davenport, is directed by Jean-Pierre Junot, who directed Agitato in A Very Long Engagement and Amelie. So ah, he's getting yes. a lot of those, like, yellow, very yellow tones that he tends to do in his films. Warm tones, um, yeah. And features the song by Billie Holiday, um, I'm a Fool to Want You so well. But uh, it's a short film. It's about two and a half minutes long, and it talks. It just shows a woman going on a vacation by herself. So she's going, traveling around Europe by herself, very glamorously in the summertime. And... Um, you know, she travels, takes, first meets, goes by train, and she encounters a guy, mystery man. They have some crossing eyeglasses with, and we'll start there. So, it opens with her rushing to the train station. She's running late. She boards just in time. And she train leaves the station. So, she's looking out the window as they pull away into the nature scape by herself in the corridor, and this other passenger comes up behind her and because it's so close quarters he has to kind of brush his body close to hers and this is their first exchange together he's kind of lingering it's kind of creepy he's lingering he's kind of sniffing her neck they pass through a tunnel and then he leaves but then as the tunnel opens up they look back and stare at each other and then it cuts to like her cabin and then the conductor's Stepping in and saying it's time for the passport check. And it's evening time, but they have a nice moment of showing her using her perfume. Oh, yes. Crucially, she's using the perfume. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell she was startled by the knock at the door, thinking, what if it's the guy? But it's actually just just the serviceman asking for her passport. So she looks disappointed that it's just him. The night continues. She's restless, lying in bed. The lights of the track passing by, tossing and turning. I love this next shot. Or the guy swoops in. Oh no, he leaves his place. He's smelling each door as it comes. No, he finds her. And he he wants to knock, but he doesn't. So he's just smelling the door. And that's a great shot of it showing a pan going back to her room. Uh, oh, because the lights are the coming window. through the train windows and her bottle is like just, it's it's like next to the train window. So as the light is shining in and the train is passing, there's this huge shadow of the, the Chanel number no. five bottle um, as it like passes by. I love that. Very cool. I, I agree. You inspired me to put up my perfume bottles in a similar way to try to catch the light. The problem is that, like, our light doesn't move unless you have trains or something, you know, like, headlights. My cars pass, pass by, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Interesting, yeah. interesting. But because it was commercial, I got excited about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's still not getting sleep. And it shows her lying in bed, and it pans across to show the other side of her wall. Wall. Corridor, and he happens to be leaning against it. He's searching for her. But they just, she ends up dozing off, so they miss each other. And, he goes and back the guy the goes back to his cabin next door, and then she gets out of her door, and then like opens air. the window to breathe. Although I don't know why she's not breathing in her own cabin, but okay. Maybe and then they get to Istanbul, and they're leaving the train. She's looking for him, and then runs across the street to a boat. 
And she's in the Grand Bazaar. And she's taking pictures on the boat of Istanbul. And she sees a guy on her digital camera. And she's like, oh, no. Going the other way, passing by. So now there's, like, the Grand Central Terminal, I think. She's walking in. And then he's shockingly behind her and he can smell her and that's how he found her <laughs> and now he's kissing her shoulders her neck and uh hugging her and the camera pans up and they're standing on you know the coco chanel logo which is a mosaic on the floor which is actually quite cool i i, I kind of yeah. hand it to the, the floor people it just has these like i just love it it's within two minutes of this whole love story of these strangers and they keep pe- encounter each other and it's like love at first sight and happenstance and they're able to reconnect at the end kind of this whimsical vacation that she has it's a good thing she was into him because it is kind of creepy that he is able to find her bell yes you want to i mean it's very distinctive in foreign lands uh but also like i feel like chanel number five it's so famous and recognizable that surely when other People also be wearing it, but you know, in their world, it's only story, them. In this story, yeah. In this story, there's only them. But if another woman was also, wear, or another man, or somebody was wearing another Chanel number no. five, would would it have the same results? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But interesting film, film. yeah. I, I do love know. that shot that you mentioned the the perfume bottle shot with the lights as it. The, the train is moving. Yeah. It gives such a very cool silhouette and like that glow from the, the bottom of the bottle. I think it's it really features the perfume throughout the commercial, whereas the others don't as much that we've seen. The others it's like the effect of the, the perfume, like it's somehow an aphrodisiac or something, right? So this is like he's in love with her because of her perfume. Right. It really yeah. uh tries to take the smell of vision to another level in a different way than the One Direction one did. So we are going to end on what I want to make sure I think is one of the most notable fragrances. Uh, Le pièce de résistance. Um, it's also Chanel number five. It's the Boz Lerman film uh, that stars Nicole Kidman and Rodrigo Santoro. Uh, it was... Um, the costumes in it were designed by Carl Lagerfeld. And it's really, really? Cool interesting. Because um, it's from 2004. And um, it's really interesting because this past, this year's Met Gala in May 2023, um, the theme of the Met Gala was dedicated to Carl Lagerfeld's legacy in fashion. And Nicole Kidman wore this exact same dress mm. in the Met Gala. And it's kind of touching in a way. Um, was this so, commercial sort of um, tied to like the Moulin Rouge um, movie that well, she was in? directed oh. both of them, yeah. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it came out just after that film. Poor Ewan McGregor. Movie. He was not invited, and they got this Santoro guy instead. <laughs> so this guy is sitting on the, the bottom it's of the seat, the City. Coco Chanel logo. Yeah, and he's perched up a, a high-rise again. I think it's like the Chrysler building or something similar. He's narrating. He's voicing over 
There's a glamorous shot of close to the floor of a famous, you know, lady. I guess so Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman looking stressed, and then she's running out of a limousine in the middle of Times Square, past police barricades and taxis with the nightlights on her. And you see the billboards all around her, either showing her and or Chanel number five ads. That's pretty clever. So I love that her dress is like rippling as she's running away. Yeah, it's like a beautiful light pink feather dress, and she's very flowy. Clearly distressed. Yeah. And there's paparazzi all around her. Right in her face. And there's a narration in the newsreel saying she's disappeared. Mm -hmm. An emotional breakdown. She had very Grace Kelly hair hair up to. Mm -hmm. Showing all these news headlines. And there's... um, She hops into the back of the cab. The Claire de Lune song. In the background. Yeah, playing the piano cover of Claire de Lune. So she hops in the back of the cab that she just finds randomly. Rodrigo Santoro is also in the cab already, um, but she just hops in anyways. And he's struck by her and they first make eye contact. And she pleads for the driver to just drive away. He looks like a poor writer and she looks like a glamorous superstar. Mm-hmm. So he takes her to where he kind of lives, his humble abode up on this rooftop and She's enjoying this... his favorite perch, saying it's so peaceful up here, and he's just in awe of her. And she's carefree, letting her hair down, wearing more casual She can clothes. be herself, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to live to any pretension. They have some romantic passions. He's saying, fall in love, come run away with me. And she can tell she wants to. And then her agent's saying, you have to be there tomorrow. And she's like, I don't care about tomorrow. And then he's looking up quite sad. But he pushes and then it, her cuts, back. it cuts the scene to like where they were 30 seconds ago, which was in the cab. <laughs> well, it and shows then she was gone. He brings her back to the city. I mean, they never left the city. Like it's just she's on the ground versus she's no, in the sky. Like in Brooklyn or something, and she's in Manhattan. Like it shows their okay. Rhythm. She's they're across the bridge. Okay, fine. She turns around on the red carpet, and somehow she's able to see just like the DreamWorks boy. He's sitting on that bottom part of the the curve, and she's smiling. And he sees her. She sees him. I mean, great eyesight, both of them. Aspirational, to be honest. And then she's walking away. Her necklace is backwards, but it says number five, and that's the last bit of the camera shot. And it ends with him saying, her kiss, her smile, her perfume. And so they have the happy memory together as they return to their separate lives. All with Claire de Lune in the background. Mm-hmm. I like the Claire de Lune touch. I think that's... Claire de Lune never fails to, like, boost my spirits, I think. Just to kind of tie things up here, um, the notes for show number five, if you haven't come across it in your life already. Um, again, aldehydes are kind of that strong alcoholic smell. Langlin, neroli, bergamot, and lemon. Middle notes, mm-hmm. iris, jasmine, rose, orris root, and lily of the valley. And the base notes are civet, sandalwood, amber, musk, moth vetiver vanilla and patchouli so i think this is also kind of did you say moss or moth yeah moss m-o-s-s 
Also oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes well with Vetiver. They're both very subtle, kind of like earthy tones. Yeah. So, Interesting. pretty strong, pretty strong smell. I know my mom's like her favorite growing up, so I would be around it growing up. She still liked it a lot. But yeah, I just think it's, I just kind of liked how they made like these mini movies all within two, two and a half minutes. Very impressive to um, show a full, full length storyline in such a short amount of time. Um, yes, so feel free to let us know your favorite advertisements if you like. Um, we do also actually have a few just unrelated, just, um, kind of current music that we've been listening to. So Stephanie has some she'd like to share. Yeah, so Hosier's, uh, Unreal Earth album is coming out soon if it hasn't already. And, um, he released a music video for one of his songs. So there's a song called DeSelby Part 1 and DeSelby Part 2. Um, and he released a music video for part two with uh, one of my favorite actors, Donald Gleason, in it. And uh, you should definitely watch the music video. We'll put a link to that. Um, but I thought it was a very creative concept and just kind of showed the frustration and cyclical nature of things. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then um, other another song that by Hozier that was haunting me this week or a couple past couple of weeks was To Be Alone. And um, I don't know, it's got a pretty... Nice, driven, echoey vibe. And same thing with James Blake's Retrograde, which I think we've mentioned before, but also yeah. has that driven, haunting vibe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just want to give a shout out to those four tunes this week, um, in addition to the music from our perfume cologne commercials. Great. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll link a lot of things to link, a lot of things to you to review on your own time. Uh, thank you for this, for this multi-sensory experience episode. Hopefully this format made sense. Hopefully it wasn't all over the place. Again, we encourage you to watch the videos. We tried our best to try to narrate them in real time, but they were quite fast paced. But yeah, that's just something we wanted to kind of just touch on. And let us know if there's any, if you have any favorite scents or fragrances of any kind or, or certain ads that have stood out to you. 